This is Mustafa Salame. I'm a mountaineer, one of 16 people in the world to reach the North Pole, South Pole, Greenland, and climb the seventh summit of the world. Welcome to your tribe. You'll check it out. A whole new generation of young people today who belong nowhere. But I prefer to be an outcast. Third culture kids, where the concept of the dukan is the, the corner shop or the top. We are live outside. Hey, yo, what's up, people? What up, nation? It's a revolution of expression. You tuned into the dukan show. Stay tuned in. Arab digital generation is shaping our identity. They create expression and their future. So please give a very warm welcome. Welcome to your tribe. How did all this come about? Like, how did the story start? Because I've seen your Wikipedia. I've, I've, I've taken the time to kind of check out a few of the things you've done. And I've been in awe of your accomplishments. So maybe what was your story before that? And how did it come about to this world of mountaineering and adventures? Sure. I mean, I mean, the whole thing started with a dream. So uh, in 2004, I wake up uh, about two o'clock in the morning. I was totally sweating. Uh, I was in Scotland, in Edinburgh. I went in the kitchen. I sat down. And uh, the dream was that I saw myself uh, standing in the top of the world and I was uh, calling uh, the Azan, which is the prayer, and mm -hmm. praying for peace. Uh, now, um, then I had no idea what was the highest point in the world. Um, uh, I thought it was in America, and of course it's not. And uh, I Google the highest point in the world, and Everest came up, and then I knew what's uh, the, the height of Everest. And uh, this is where the whole thing started about mm. mountaineering. What were you doing at the time? I was the director and food and beverage manager uh, for the Sheraton Hotel in Edinburgh. Wow. wow. Um, uh, and and um, if I go back a little bit, Please. Uh, you know, I was born uh, in, in, in Kuwait. I was born in Kuwait uh, from uh, a refugee uh, parents. Uh, mm. who uh, seek refuge from Palestine to Jordan. So we lived in a refugee camp. And uh, and then from there, I, um, I finished school and I wanted to continue going to university, but my dad couldn't afford it, so I started working. Um, as uh, a waiter in Jordan for two years uh, and I really wanted to um, come out from Jordan and go somewhere else and I was very lucky uh, one day I was serving uh, a table at a restaurant and um, uh, a guy uh, was sitting there he said would you like to go to London and I said this is uh, <laughs> this is will be a dream uh, come true and um, he said that his brother is a Jordanian ambassador in London and he wants somebody to work in his house to clean and to uh, to make coffees and stuff and I said mm -hmm. you know that's me so I was 22 years old when I moved to England I was working for the Jordanian ambassador in his house um, in a very uh, a beautiful uh, um, area called uh, Solona Square uh, in, a, in a like a palace coming from uh, a two-bedroom flat living with 12 people oh, to wow. this massive beautiful house <laughs> but um, you know I felt more trapped uh, than I was uh, uh, more happy in that two-bedroom flat uh, and I really wanted to come out uh, I stayed there for about a year 
And um, before my visa finished, I left the ambassador and um, I... Um, I went to London, I had no idea, I didn't know anybody, I didn't speak any English, uh, but I found myself a job in a restaurant uh, and he put me in the kitchen and I worked in the kitchen for five years, I was cleaning dishes and learning how to speak English because I really wanted, uh, my dream was to become a general manager for a five-star hotel, that's what I really wanted to do and um, uh, and I, um, I, 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 I saved enough money and and, uh, and then I was promoted and become a waiter again, and I made more money. I helped with my family, my brother, my sister, uh, to for wow. them to continue education. And I saved enough money to go uh, to Scotland to study at Queen Margaret University. And I joined uh, um, the university, and I studied the, the first two years. And then the Sheraton took me uh, because I had a very good uh, mm -hmm. Uh, marks in the class and then they funded my third and fourth year and I become uh, the director and food and beverage manager for the Sheraton Hotel in Edinburgh and then I had maybe two three years to become the general manager but this dream completely uh, wow. uh, changed my whole life and made me um, uh, where I yeah. am now you think you'd slow down after a life of such hard work <laughs> no, I don't think it's so. I think it's, uh, I don't think so. It's, it's I think it's built in. It's built into you. Once you start yeah. that journey of, you have to get out. Do you ever? Do you ever worry about sliding back into that place of poverty? No, I don't think. I mean, you know, I wouldn't um, call it a poverty more than um, you know. It's, it was a struggle, and yeah. you know, I mean, looking at everything that's going around us at the moment, and we could see other people struggle. But I think I. You know, I always wanted to make the change. And really, the big change I wanted to make is to help my family, is to help my yeah. mom and dad, yeah. to help my brother and sister to, to stay in school. And I think I, uh, you know, I still do that, but differently now because... You know, I have different initiatives that I, I do to help other people from what I do. Mm. And okay, so going back to the to the night of the dream. So you had that dream. You were up at two a.m. Yeah. Um, how did it go from there? Like, what told you that maybe this is what you might want to try? Because sometimes people just take it as a as a ru'ya or you know just another dream and they kind of get over it. But you you took some kind of steps you took an initiative so what was that process that thought process like that told you let me action it somehow like what happened at that time you know i think it's what happened because you know where i got to where i got from where i was to what i got uh, um, when i was working at the sheraton and i think this dream as you said it was uh, some sort of a ru'ya more than just a dream mm -hmm. and i really thought this is i always wanted to do something bigger than i was doing and i thought that was the sign and you know i was a very like i read a lot i was reading a lot and you know and there is a book called the alchemist for paulo coelho course, yeah. which really book. affected affected my life uh, in a way and i was looking for uh, the big uh, treasure in my life to do something and i think this when i had that dream uh, it was so real i know lots of people did not you know did not take me serious and and lots of people um 
thought, uh, you know, I was in drugs or something, and, <laughs> and, and I was telling them about it, and you know, and I said, you know, and I, I but, but I, I was so, I was so serious. I was very, very serious, and and that's why knowledge about the whole thing was the uh, the biggest thing. So I, I really went to and 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 research everything about it, and um, and I think you know what I think. Uh, when, when, wherever you go and whatever you do, and whatever you dream, uh, if no one has ever been there or or done it before, like people will always question your endeavor. Yeah, and they'd always call uh, you, you crazy first. Yeah, and you will always hear the reason why not to do it. Yeah. And you know what? People always give you very good reason, and most of them are reasonable and and even quite profound. Even from my mom, it's like, <laughs> "What are you doing? Get married, have kids?" Of course, uh, yeah. you know <laughs> the, 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 the normal things yeah. that you will hear. And I, I would, I can tell you about many deaths that I have died in theory, even before I I climbed absolutely any mountain. How, what do you mean in but, theory? In the, like when I was still practicing, like or? I want to go and climb the mountain, I want to do Everest. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna die! Oh, what people, do you think? people already you know? assumed your death before you even did anything. Oh, before you did anything. Oh, wow. But you know, from from a rational uh, perspective, it makes sense. There is, uh, there is always, you know, I mean, they were absolutely right because yeah. I mean, I had no idea about anything to do with the climbing. <laughs> I've never stepped in a sleeping bag. I've never been in a tent before. So, you know, some people who love you, uh, they worry about you. Of course. But, yeah, of uh, course. Uh, but you know, I always believe. I always ask this question: uh, if if dreamers as um, are rational, and I guess not because I did what I did, and because I think my inner spirit and soul led me. Uh, I never question it, not for a second. And and uh, and for me, it wasn't just achieving the target, and mm. it wasn't about oh, I want to be the first Arab or the first whatever. It's not about the first. Uh, it wasn't about the target. It was always about the journey that I was looking uh, mm. at. And the moment I realized the power of my journey, then I set up my next goal and my next dream. And this is what I've been doing since 2004. Wonderful. Well, that is amazing. So with regards to, um, you know, how we, one of the things we try and do on the show is celebrate ourselves and to have the practice of actually embracing, you know, our successes because we tend to hit milestones and then just kind of move past them and because we're on to the next, to the next thing. Yeah. So tell us, you're the first Arab too. So I, the first Arab to climb the Seventh Summit and ski the South North Pole and ski Greenland from north to south. Wow, <laughs> so that's a I'm lot of cold. Of, that that is a lot of cold. <laughs> that is a lot of cold. <laughs> So I'm one of 16 people to to do what I did, and I I think you know what when when I dreamed about Everest, I, I had no idea about something called Seven Summit or Grand Slam or whatever. Yeah. And I think I've I've start knowing this, uh, meeting people in the mountain, and and I said to myself, you know, rather than just to pray for peace, uh, because that's what we really need in the Middle East. And mm -hmm. you know, I you know, and I don't really you know, I have God in my heart, and I pray in the church, and I pray at the mosque, I pray at the temple, I pray everywhere uh, uh, I'm very broad Muslim but in the same time I open my heart completely to every single thing so I lay in from other religion I mm. respect it and you know there is nothing to do with me what people believe or will not believe that's everyone's choice to do it you know yeah. and if we believe there is a God there then let the God deal with whatever uh, he want to deal with 
So uh, for me, it was about peace because of what's going on in the Middle East and everything that is going on and, yeah. you know, what we go through. And I really wanted to inspire the next generation of, mm. of uh, young Arabs and Muslims uh, to believe in, in their own dream and be proud of where they come from. Yeah. Uh, because our uh, uh, culture and our religion is a beautiful thing. Yes. But, you know, we need to show it in a different yeah. way. And, and this is was the biggest message uh, for me. Yeah. I love that message because a big part of that is in our ethos as the can show. And I think uh, speaking for Reem and I, it's a big part of who we are. It's something we always try to, um, it's a message we always try to deliver as a message of love and peace and support and community and growth within community together. It's always been uh, a very important message for us. And it's something that we take a lot of pride in because when, you know, I thought of starting a podcast and when we thought of doing a lot of different things in our individual businesses, we're always questioned. We're always told you're too young or you don't know what you're getting yourself into and this is dangerous and you shouldn't. And, yeah. you know, but then once you cross that, it's just some kind of calling inside you that tells you to keep going. And once you do and, you you know, you get across those um, milestones or barriers then you get support and the interesting thing is when you speak to younger people that tell you that they want to be part of that journey that um you that i think it's important to see how they feel peaceful and they feel inspired to try and do new things and it's um i think it's it's, it's just beautiful to be able to help others and the sp uh, spreading of love well, w one of the things I'd like to thank you for is the fact that you didn't do that practice of self-doubt. Because what we have built into us sometimes, because there's so much vi we're as Arabs, if you lived in the Arab world, I'm sure like you, Mustafa, you, even though you're a peaceful person, the world around you in the camps articulates negativity and violence. And it's Absolutely. hard to resist that. It's hard to say, no, I'm going to climb the mountain. Yeah. And what's amazing about your life Life is you you live the metaphor you know we say you've got to climb the mountain you've got to get to the top <laughs> yes. you actually did that the that's actually your practice and literal yeah you've literally <laughs> you did that and i think that's phenomenal absolutely thank you thank you and i think you know what you know i think that our part of the world it's you know i look at it and i i think we do have uh, uh, some sort of challenging um uh, about um, people believing in themselves and looking at themselves that they really can do the impossible. And, you know, I think if I, you know, I, I mean, I never did any training or anything before 2004. I was smoking tobacco cigarette. I was clapping. I was doing all the stuff. That <laughs> you were living really the high life. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and, you know, and, but, you know, our, our, uh, our uh, body, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, you could do so much. Uh, uh, if you really uh, believe, like it's all about, uh, uh, it's the rational voices that always telling you uh, uh, why not, why not doing this, but your yeah. gut, like the gut is the most important thing. So if we keep following our gut and heart, we could absolutely do the impossible. If we keep thinking about our mind and oh, there is lots of walls that we put anyway, but when you think about your gut, your mind is it's an engine that is there to help you understand and achieve anything you want to achieve it so if I, when i uh, looked at everest i 
went and read every single book. I've read everything about Everest and, you know, nobody took me seriously. And I had to mm -hmm. think about a way to how I'm going to get this sponsorship and let somebody believe in me because nobody know who I am. Yeah. And, and, and I have to think about it. So... Uh, reading and having the knowledge will 100% uh, 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 make you uh, totally uh, um, be, uh, achieve absolutely anything uh, you want to achieve. For me, it is knowledge is the first kind of way out of uh, out of out of struggle for me. Mm. Well, you know, when I, when you when you look at it, he said, "Okay, what is Everest?" You know, yeah. there is Everest. I'm going to climb it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so Mustafa, how did you manage to convince someone who didn't know your name to give you sponsorship? Well, I mean, listen, I have to be like, we have to be very honest here. Please. I mean, you know, in, in the Arab world, we do have this, uh, you know, you need somebody behind you that people uh, look up to or... Um, uh, um, some big figures, yeah. Yeah, and you need that I validity. Remember, I remember Christopher Columbus when he had uh, uh, his dream. He had a godly dream that he's 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 uh, going to discover a new world, and and nobody believed in him. And what he did, he went straight to the king of France, king of England, king of Portugal, and nobody wanted to help him. But Queen of Spain, Queen Isabella, sell sold her jewels or the crown jewels, and she funded his. Voyage and he made it to the new world. And I thought to myself, nothing gonna work. I have to get to the top guy, which is the King of Jordan. Mm -hmm. And this is and 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 if he believed in me, everything else gonna be easy. And then I'm gonna have the support from everywhere, from media and stuff. Yeah. I uh, went to his website. I was looking about everything about the king, all his speech <laughs> and stuff. And then I. I contacted a, a, a newspaper and a magazine, and I've used all his quotes <laughs> to say that I'm climbing for peace for King Abdullah 444. Uh, a magazine came out called Joe Magazine. Uh, two weeks later, uh, uh, my dream was in April 2004, mm -hmm. uh, sorry, in January 2004. And in March 2004, I have a, a call from the Royal Palace. And a guy wow. who's at the king office says, why are you using his majesty's course? I thought this is what his majesty want to do. He wanted the young a Jordanian to achieve and do a new height and this is what I'm trying to do so they called me and this is when the funds started and uh, and that was uh, because of the king so the article he read it and then he believed in what I was trying to do and this is was the breaking point and they brought me up to Jordan mm. and they said you know you go to April uh, I had a plan for them uh, they knew I didn't do anything, and the, the guy said, okay, we could fund you to go to Nepal and climb in the Himalayas and, and do training and go to Tibet and do another training. But in June 2004, you go to Alaska to climb the highest point in North America. If you climb it, then we're going to take you serious. And Alaska is one of the most difficult mountain, actually, to climb. But I went in the first day, uh, uh, when I got the money, I went to an outdoor shop. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea. I've never been to an outdoor shop. I was looking at all this beautiful stuff, all like shiny and whatever. <laughs> and then the guy came and asked me, you know, what carapina do you want and what ice picks? And, and I said, listen, I have no idea what you're talking about. You need to show me uh, everything uh, on the list. 
Uh, and I went to the mountain. I didn't know what to wear, but, you know, I, I didn't make it in April uh, for a peak called Mera Peak, 6,000 meter. And then I went to Tibet. I didn't make it as well, 7,000 meter. But when I went to Alaska, I said, I have to make it because this mm -hmm. is the turning point. And, yeah. and I did make it. And if you, people always ask me about that day, and I absolutely have no idea. But I knew this is was the the this this is was like the big for me like i had to listen to my inner voice inner spirit because that was the truth that is going to change my life and when i climbed it i sent the news to the royal palace and they were very happy and then the news was all over jordan and then this is when the company starts sponsoring me wonderful wonderful that is amazing and so so now you said that part of your life's your life's purpose is to bring the power of your journey to help other people is that correct absolutely and this is in 2011 i for the first time after you see after i came back from everest in 2008 i don't know what to do and i i thought you know what i'm not going to be able to go and do uh, uh, back to the hotel business so i went and got to university and i studied a master degree in outdoor education studies because i thought how much outdoor is really important There's such and a i study? wanted to do that and bring it up to the middle east and and, uh, uh, and then I started doing some motivational speaking. And, and for for first, I was doing it for school and stuff. And one day in 2011, I visit uh, uh, um, uh, the cancer hospital in Jordan called King Hussein Cancer Center. And I do a talk for little children. And then the nurse came to me and said, uh, do you, um, there is uh, uh, an 11 years old girl who cannot come out from her room because her immune system, would you go to her room? I said, yes, absolutely. I took my laptop, went there. She had all this like tubes and pipes all over her nose and mm. stuff and you know she broke my heart but she was one of the most inspirational people I, I, I actually talked to 11 years old and she asked me before I show her anything she said how long did it take you to climb Everest I said about 72 days how long did you stay in the top I said 45 minutes <laughs> uh, what did you use I said robes and stuff and she said to me and I will never ever forget what she said she said you know that I've been climbing Everest in the past two years and yes. I climbed to the top of my pain not for 45 minutes I climbed every single day for six to eight hours for mm. the past two years and you know you, you've been using the robes to help you but you need we need these robes we need people like you and yeah. you know she made me feel that everything that I did absolutely <laughs> nothing compared wow. to what she's going yeah. through and this is when the initiative uh, the first initiative I, I I came up with called from the lowest to the highest for cancer mm -hmm. and um, from 2011 I start gathering people and 2012 I took the first team to ever space camp and then 2013 to uh, uh, um, uh, Kalimanjaro and we fundraised 2.2 uh, million dollars. Congratulations! For Congrats. Congratulations! That's amazing. Thank you. And then I um, got, there were some uh, the, the war in Gaza, and we saw the school, and I said I'm going to do another climb, and I did one for Gaza, and we fund lots of money for UNRWA school, and then I took the first Arab blind and the first MBTs, and just recently two weeks ago, I I took the first ever wheel guy in a wheel 
wheelchair. He, he's also an Arab to the top of Africa. And I, I did some um, uh, climb for refugees. We fundraised about $300,000 to blind society, $150,000 to special needs. So now if I climb any mountain, I climb it for for a cause, yes. not just because I want to climb it. And that's what I do to get the culture yeah. and, and, and tell, uh, um, because I think we need to travel. Arabs need to travel we to do. go through. We do. There's yeah. lots of places that we could open our mind as well. Mm-hmm. So so that's that's really the, 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 the things yeah. that I learn and I'd like to give back to people. I Wonderful. mean, this is beautiful. I think like on, on behalf of me, Reem, and uh, all the people that were going to listen to this and all the Arabs, I mean, genuinely thank you for what you're doing because there's, there's such a powerful movement and message that you're doing for the culture with these climbs. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, thank you. So genuinely, thank you so much for this. Thank you. Um, thank I wanted, you. I wanted to actually just go back to your, your last climb with, um, with the man in the wheelchair. How did that yes. come about? Cause that, that, that's that a serious was- challenge. How did you do that? That, that was tough, man. That was like, I think that was the toughest, the toughest things I did apart from Everest and the South Pole. That was really the toughest. And I think it's the tough because, you know, this guy in a wheelchair is, is so inspirational. I mean, uh, you know, he's, he's very cold because, you know, we move in, so we generate heat. He's not. He's always in a wheelchair. Mm. He's trying to do his best. One of, like, you know, in the summit day, he had to actually go on his knees and his hand because some parts were a little bit slippy. So I, I, he had to go in his hand. And, and he was just always smiling, always, because he had this goal in front of him that he wanted to do. Uh, uh, a change and he wanted to tell people that people in a wheelchair can do anything because unfortunately and maybe in Jordan and some uh, part of the Arab world we we don't look at them like normal people yeah. and yeah. I've seen this and I've seen it and I think it's very important this is, was a massive message for him to get up to that mountain and, and climb it and just tell everyone listen I could do exactly what you can do so, um, uh, you know, I, I treated him like my son. He's, he's like 42 years old. <laughs> and, but he was, and it was very funny because there was this Japanese lady when we were coming down from the summit. She's yeah. about 65 years old, Japanese wow, lady. And bless she her said soul. To me, she said, you are very good father. Uh, looking after <laughs> the son. I said, For God's sake, look at him. This is not my son. <laughs> so it was very funny. But it felt like I was looking after him like my son because yeah. he, you know, it was. I, I was worried about him all the time, and I wanted to make sure uh, he will, uh, you make know, it. achieve his yeah. Uh, yeah. his dream and he want to achieve. So that's awesome. Yeah. So How's that's, he doing uh, now? Funny. How's he doing after the climb? Yeah, he's good. He had a, an absolutely amazing uh, reception in Jordan, and I think he will <laughs> definitely be uh, given a medal by the king for Wonderful. what he did nice. uh, because it, it was amazing. And he's he's been sending messages. Said, "What the next mountain?" I said, "Listen, my you need to just chill out for a second. <laughs> we'll do the next mountain soon." Yeah, of course. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> And so, um, just a quick question about the work that you're doing here um, with, are you're doing work with Land Rover at the moment. Yeah. And yes. um, I'd like to know a little more because what I know is that you obviously use the same vehicle of love and caring and compassion and motivation to help yeah. people overcome challenges. Can you tell us Absolutely. something about it? 
Yeah, sure. I mean, the idea with Land Rover was amazing, and uh, uh, the guys, the teams uh, uh, in, in in Dubai, Spark Four Four, uh, you know, we we came up with the idea uh, to help people uh, overcome their fear. Uh, whatever the fear is and uh, with the new all discovery uh, uh, that has the whole uh, uh, the whole thing together hmm. and then we thought you know what we, we we're gonna find people who have fear from heights and people who have fear from water like, like people the challenges. who have fear from darkness and hmm. then somebody who have he want to break the, the routine and um, we, uh, I took a guy to the highest point in Jordan, uh, which is 1,850, called Jabal al mm-hmm. um, And then we went to Wadi Ram, go, um, uh, and he, he, he never climbed anything. He was always feared from height, and he, I put him up to the top with uh, always talking to him with the motivation, and he made it on the top, and he came uh, uh, over, came his, uh, his fear of height. The next person is a lady who always had a problem with water. She had some accident when she was young with her sister. And I took her up to the Red Sea Mm. uh, and then in Aqaba. And then we, um, after trying to speak to her many times she was really worried and scared but in the end we had scuba dive about nice. six meters down in the red sea so she overcome her fear of water uh, a guy who was always uh, scared of darkness and you, know, you never sleep and light have to be on and i took him up to betra about two o'clock in the morning and we went to this like caves where uh, uh, um, totally darkness and uh, I, I switched the whole lights off and he overcome his darkness and the last guy was a guy uh, Saed who's a bank manager and he wanted to break his routine so I took him to a beautiful journey in Wadi Mujib and mm-hmm. we, we caught some fish and we ate and you know we talk about an adventure and this guy mm-hmm. now he's, he's uh, I could see his photos in Facebook he's, he's doing something every two weeks going and uh, and doing some hikes and now he wants <laughs> to go to Kilimanjaro so so that's, that's what the whole idea so you, to- you, you've helped these all these people with their challenges and I gotta admit you're making it sound like a lot of fun too like I'm intrigued I want to try I want to go for something soon <laughs> well we'll do something together soon yes we have to <laughs> um, so uh, and yeah. what about the book does the book play yeah. a part in anything in anything you've done here or was it more related to yourself and your story well, my book is about, um, it's my autobiography, but it's not, it's, it's a story about a refugee, uh, my family as a refugee, mm-hmm. and then the struggle that uh, they've gone through, and then my mountaineering, and then I talk about Islam, about Sufism, about Buddhism, about Hinduism, mm-hmm. uh, I talk about uh, inspiration, motivation, so, uh, you know, the book has been a really great success, it was published by Bloomsbury in London, and, and oh, we went everywhere. Wonderful. Uh, 
uh, uh, we went everywhere with it. We came to Dubai as well, and we did. Uh, and you could find it actually in uh, in box shops in Dubai and in the airport. And now it's going to be, um, you know, we are having a deal for a movie uh, oh. that is going to be turned to a movie. So, no way! Congratulations! Uh, we, That's amazing. Thank you, thank you. So we still, uh, you know, uh, going uh, uh, backward and forward to just uh, agree with everything. But it's going to be something big, like not mm-hmm. not an Arabic movie. It's going to be something uh, really great. So, oh, uh, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, at the moment as well, I'm, uh, we're writing, um, I'm writing another uh, book, uh, Children's Story, Seven Part with Seven Summit. Uh, each each story will talk about one of the summit I did. So if we talk about Everest, we have uh, uh, an animal, Yeti, Yakan Yeti. We have, uh, I bring something educational to know about other culture, about other religion. And then in each single story, uh, that I have with the seven story, we bring somebody like Razi Ibn Sina, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Ibn Rushd. We bring uh, some scholar from the, uh, the legendary Arab scholars, yeah. and uh, we we talk about them so the kids would uh, know more about them. So this is this is uh, a book will be written in Arabic. Mm-hmm. And then in September, I will be traveling with uh, a very renowned uh, photographer called Peter Sanders, who mm-hmm. uh, also was taking photos for Muhammad Ali. We're going to travel to India for three weeks, and uh, we're gonna, uh, there is a book that we're doing about spirituality. So we're going to talk about the spiritual journey uh, of each of the religion or the fruit of each religion. Uh, so we're going to travel in India for three weeks, and mm-hmm. this book will be coming in 2019. Wonderful. So you're a very, very, very busy, busy man. Um, But it's all phenomenal. I mean, I'm I'm really excited and happy for you. It sounds like uh, you got like a great 2018 planned ahead. Thank you. Thank you. So I have a question. What are you afraid of? Uh... You know, I'm afraid with I'm afraid losing the people I love. That's it. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're just uh, the, uh, you know, my mom, my dad, my family, my my kids. Uh, so that's the only things I'm I'm always like, you know, I'll be for uh, afraid of. But in the same time. You know, I, I believe we all have that day to come and stuff. But, you know, I, I, I have the fear of that. But uh, that's that's the only things I would say mm. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of. Well, there seems to be so much love in your life. And I think love is the part when we say we have to talk about peace. Um, love is the part of that that we need to carry as ambassadors. Yep. And you do that so very well. Absolutely. So thank, thank you very much for doing that. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so you're much, Mustafa. I mean, I think talking to you was this is this this has been a really great conversation getting to to hear your story and your views and having this conversation with you i think is very inspirational and i hope and i also believe that a lot of our listeners are gonna get to be inspired by this because as reem said you speak a lot of love and peace into what you do and it's such a strong message that is going to carry on for a very long time Thank you. Thank you very much. And I, I think, you know, there is a quote that I really love and I, I always repeat. And it's a quote by Al-Ghazali. And mm-hmm. he said that, uh, uh, I'm going to say it in Arabic. I'm Please. sure yeah. uh, your listener will understand Arabic. And he says that, لا أدري لماذا لا يطير العباد إلى ربهم على أجنحة من الشوق 
بدلا ان يساقوا اليه بصياقه من الرهبه ان ان الجهل بالله ودينه هو عله هذا الشعور البارد او عله هذا الشعور النافذ لا احد احن ولا ابر على عبده من الله عز وجل and i think if we have this message of peace in our heart and it doesn't matter what people believe and what you know we shouldn't be judging anybody of their color their where they come from and all all that stuff because it doesn't mean anything i think we could absolutely uh, go and 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 in our life with beautiful love and peace and i think this is this isn't a great point to kind of wrap this episode on it's uh it's a beautiful high and it's going to i think our our listeners are going to love it i mean i definitely enjoyed this conversation so much i generally i look forward to like checking out your books and hopefully watch your movie there's a <laughs> there's a lot of exciting stuff that definitely i mean you know we always say this to all of our guests on this show um you you have a family now and you have a home with us yes. so if you oh, thank ever you. thank you you, ever, you guys make you know you, you really definitely make me more uh, comfortable and it's like a beautiful way of actually discussing stuff is not just the normal question so yeah. i think it's uh, thank you very much for bringing this out uh, of me as well thank, thank you. you it's a beautiful show Hey, yo, what up, tribe? That audio experience you guys just enjoyed was in paid partnership with Land Rover. And as part of our ethos on the Can Show, we got to come correct and let you guys know what's up. Because, let's be honest, karak and chips on mine ain't as cheap as they used to be. And somebody's got to pay the bills.